Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Said Jesus to Nicodemus. Poor Nicodemus. He came to Jesus by night to have a little rabbi-to-rabbi talk. Maybe compare theological notes. Talk a little shop. Teacher to teacher. But after a bit of conversation, he is completely befuddled. But really, who can blame poor Nicodemus for missing the point. There are many Christians who miss the point too. And maybe that's a good reason why this gospel reading is chosen for Trinity Sunday. Trinity Sunday is not about a work that God has done, but about God himself. It's not about God's work as our creator or as our redeemer or as our sanctifier. But it's about the mystery of the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Now at times, trying to make sense of the Trinity is enough to make one toss up your hands and say with Nicodemus, how can these things be? And that's good for us. Trinity Sunday is a swim in the deep end of the pool. It's a reminder that God is bigger than our heads. He doesn't always fit into tidy little boxes. He's beyond our ability to comprehend. And so, Nicodemus' question, how can these things be, is the exact question of the day. And it's a question that can never be answered. Now, the Athanasian Creed reminds us that God doesn't fit into tidy little boxes. The Athanasian Creed was written at a time and in a place that was plagued by Arianism. Arianism is the spiritual ancient ancestor to Jehovah's Witnesses. The problem wasn't that they were handing out leaflets and literature in neighborhoods throughout the Roman Empire. No, but it's that they were claiming there was a time when the sun was not. In other words, that Jesus wasn't God. Instead, Jesus was a being that God created. He's a creature, and at some point, he did not exist. That's what happens when you're unable to deal with the incomprehensibility of God. We are tempted to fashion God after ourselves, to make a God to suit our own fancy. We are tempted to invent a God who makes sense to us, who we can fit in our heads. This is exactly why many people don't like the creeds, because they won't be told what to believe. People want a pick-and-choose, do-it-yourself, smorgasbord kind of God. And the Athanasian Creed stands right in the way of that, and it stands in the way of all our self-made gods and says, whoever desires to be saved must confess this Catholic faith. And so that brings us to the heart of the matter. 
Why does our eternal salvation depend upon confessing this? When it comes to the Trinity, the spotlight is focused on Jesus. No one has ever seen God, says John, but the only begotten God, the Word incarnate, the second person of the undivided Trinity, He has made God known. Jesus and the Father are not the same person. Jesus is the eternal Son begotten of the Father and sent by the Father in love to save the world. Jesus prays to the Father as a distinct person. And yet he says, I and the Father are one. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit from the Father, and the Father sends the Spirit in the name of Jesus. All of this comes from Jesus. And he could easily be brushed off or excused and easily dismissed as some crazy guy with an ego complex. Except for one thing. He died and rose bodily from the dead, leaving an open and empty tomb and boatloads of eyewitnesses. Not only that, he predicted his own death and resurrection at least three times before it happened. Anyone who can pull that off has some serious credibility. We take the doctrine of the Trinity seriously because we take Jesus seriously. He's the one who reveals the Father, who sends the Spirit, who told us to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the one who said, no one comes to the Father except by me. And he's the one, he's the one who said, I will send you another comforter who will be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Were it not for Jesus, we would not have a doctrine of the Trinity. We wouldn't have anything much to say about the Father and the Holy Spirit. So you won't get the Trinity right if you don't get Jesus right. And you won't get Jesus right if you don't get the Trinity right. What we say about the Father and the Holy Spirit reflects what we believe about Jesus the Son. And if we claim to be disciples of the Lord Jesus and follow his teaching, if we claim to be baptized into his death and life, then we have to listen to him when he talks about God the Father and the Holy Spirit. So one of the main ideas in Christianity is that we would never know God unless he revealed himself to us. In order to have any sort of relationship with God, we must understand and accept God as He is, as He has revealed Himself to us. We have to accept God for who He is, not for who we want Him to be. The same idea goes for any normal human relationship. The only way I can get to know you is if you share things about yourself with me. Now, I don't get to change details about you just because maybe I don't like them. Neither can I mold you to make you the way I want. I can't say, no, I don't like that Rob is a 
motorcycle mechanic. He's going to be a doctor. It doesn't work that way. And the same thing goes with God. God has, in fact, revealed himself to us. That means we must accept God as he has revealed himself. The first commandment tells us that we must have no other gods besides the Lord, the one true God. If we don't believe the Trinity, we are breaking the first commandment. We are, in fact, making up our own God, a God that we can understand. Put simply, if we refuse to believe that God is the Trinity, then we're rejecting how God has revealed himself, and we reject God for who he is. And those who don't believe the Trinity, who end up inventing their own gods, one that's made in their image and after their likeness, they are still going to have to face God. Those who don't care for God, who don't care about the Trinity or about how God has revealed himself or who'd rather not know this God, they still have to face the Holy Trinity on the last day as judge. You can not have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ if you don't accept him for who he is as the incarnate son of God. I speak with experience on this. Jesus claims to be the son of God. And God validates that claim by raising him from the dead. That throws a monkey wrench into any simplistic understandings of God. Jesus has revealed to us the most profound mystery of our faith, the very nature of God himself. He has revealed the love of God as the beloved son. And by his death, he brought us into communion with the Father and with himself and with the Holy Spirit. This is why the doctrine of the Trinity is so important. If you lose the Trinity, then God is not the Father who sent his Son. If you lose the Trinity, then Jesus is not Lord. If you lose the Trinity, then Jesus is not the one and only mediator between God and man. If you lose the Trinity, then there is no Savior to die the cursed death on the cross to save humanity. If you lose the Trinity, there's no Holy Spirit to give you faith and to give you new life and holy baptism. Without the Trinity, there is no salvation because it is the triune God who saved you. The Father sent the Son. The Son dies for you. The Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit to deliver Christ to you, to bring you forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. That's the Trinity at work. That's why the Athanasian Creed says, whoever does not believe it faithfully and firmly cannot be saved. So on this Trinity Sunday, does it matter that we cannot fully explain the doctrine of the Trinity? What's more important for our own understanding, is that we get the reality of God's action in Jesus. Jesus is God's only begotten Son, sent and given for the sake of the salvation of the world. Only through the Holy Spirit awakening and giving us faith can that be truly believed. And that's good news 
for this day. Everything else is mystery. All else is an attempt to only say what God has revealed to us. No more, no less. And that's really the point of it all. God tells us who he is. We don't make God after our own image and likeness. That's an idol. God reveals himself, and we try our best to say what God has revealed. And when it's all said and done, at the end of this Holy Trinity Sunday, we won't be any closer to understanding God or explaining him, but we will have confessed and worshipped the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity because he has shown mercy to us. And may that peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at icloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.